Thursday, October 21st, 2021. Today, from our news team, could the Switch 2 be on the horizon? The FIFA organization wants a lot more money from EA, and we may have an update on the Xbox Series and PlayStation 5 versions of Cyberpunk 2077. This is the Culture Jack News Desk. This is the Culture Jack News Desk. Um, this is where we deliver to you uh, video game news and information and upcoming game releases and, and headlines and the like. Uh, this is the Culture Jack podcast that it's hosted on. If you are new to the new show or to the podcast, make sure that you subscribe and you leave a review after you listen to one of our episodes. Tell us, tell us what you think about it. Your review could even be featured in... Uh, in one of these episodes or your your comment or your email and uh, you know we'll we'll get you get you that stuff at the end fast forward to the end of this podcast if you want to only know where you can post online you little internet troll you or if you only want to know where you can where you can email us as well and we've got a bunch of shows that we do on this podcast we've got this news show we've got the friday show tomorrow we've got uh on today's episode on saturday sometimes then we've got the weekend wire where we do movie news and television news and then monday we've got monday madness so a lot of stuff but with all that being said with all that out of the way we've got a big news show today i may have clipped more headlines than i can actually handle in the news show so let's let's very quickly take a peek at the news. All right, in Xbox and Microsoft exclusive news, uh, these come from, from GamingBolt.com. Sinuous Saga Hellblade 2 may be showcased at the Game Awards, uh, says an insider here. So another industry insider has suggested that Ninja Theory's upcoming Hellblade 2 could be shown off at the Game Awards. I hope it is because it is one of the big highlight showcases for Microsoft exclusivity, which at this point, uh, almost a year into the into the Xbox Series X, we haven't had like that real big gangbusters Xbox exclusive. And I am an Xbox fan. And so saying as such, it kind of disappoints me, um, disappoints me about that. So Activision is introducing Ricochet a new Call of Duty anti-cheat initiative. And so what this is, it's coming out in tandem with uh, Call of Duty Vanguard. And it's an, it's another program that players have to install on their PCs. Uh, and, and this PC will actively monitor for known uh, cheating software, hacking software, and the like. And they hope, the hope for this this program is to obviously cut down on cheaters, but also make sure that there is fair play between console players, the the console peasants, as it were, and the uh, PC overlords. Even though uh, using a, a keyboard and mouse is, once you get used to it, probably superior, and how well that is compensated for by a controller player's auto-aim that the console automatically uses for all of these handheld controller games uh it remains to be seen i don't know if they're and and i'm not familiar enough with like the competitive 
shooter scene to know if there are very competitive players of both hardware types? Like, are there controller players that are competitive against uh, PC, mouse, and keyboard style players in games like uh, Overwatch and Call of Duty and those kinds of things? It'll be interesting to see. I'm always a big fan of... uh, initiatives that cut down on cheating, hacking, and otherwise ruining the game. Because I don't want to pay $70 for a game. I don't want to pay $70 to begin with. That's way overpriced. $60 should still be the mainstay of games because gaming companies and developers are not cutting back on the amount of DLC and uh, in-game purchases that you can make, but that's beside the point. I don't want to pay $60 for a AAA blockbuster game that is then ruined by people that insist upon cheating. I I don't honestly even see the point other than you like getting under people's skins, you like uh, irritating people. It doesn't seem very satisfying to me if you're going to play especially a competitive game, a shooter in Apex Legends, a Call of Duty where you have an unfair advantage. You can shoot people around corners, you can see them through walls like it doesn't Is anyone having fun at that point? The people that are getting cheated against aren't having fun the people that are are cheated it's it's not a challenge why don't you just go bang your head against the wall i mean it's the same amount of challenge that it would be uh if you're if you're using hacks and cheats in a multiplayer game final fantasy 14 producer says the xbox version is quote still in discussion with Microsoft. So that's director and producer Naoki Yoshida reiterated that they are still talking with Microsoft, but it stops short of confirming an Xbox version is in the works. Final Fantasy 14. Is that an MMO Final Fantasy? It must be because Final Fantasy 13 was the very, very linear game for the PlayStation 3. I want to say it was on PlayStation 3 because Final Fantasy 10 was definitely on PlayStation 2. Final Fantasy 12 was also definitely on PlayStation 2, maybe 3. Am I dating myself here? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, it's got to be an MMO because I don't remember. Final Fantasy uh, 12 was amazing. They had the Gambit system that you put in there. I didn't I didn't know that Final Fantasy 14 was not on, on the Xbox. I guess I don't pay as much attention to Final Fantasies as I once did. Uh, Gears Tactic developer Splash Damage is working on a new sci-fi IP. The British developer confirms it is now at work on a brand new game set in original science fiction universe. I played a little bit of Gears Tactics. It was a fine, a fine game. (laughs) I take a, I take a deep breath because I'm going to say something that contradicts my immediate previous statement. I think Gears Tactic was a fine game, and I like tactics games. Now, with that being said, games like XCOM, games like, what was that, uh, Mutant Year Zero, Zero Eden? I don't know. It was a, a Game Pass game for a little time. Uh, Mario uh, versus Rabbids. These kinds of games where there's kind of a almost a real-time strategy component to it where you can set up people to respond to shots. I don't know if I'm at that level of tactics game yet. Like, I enjoyed so much Final Fantasy Tactics. It was one of my favorite games as a youth. My buddy Tom turned me on to it. I talked with Anthony about it, and uh, (laughs) he said he wasn't quite the fan that Tom and myself were. 
but I think I like that one because it was very simple. There wasn't, maybe I'm misremembering it now, but there wasn't too many, I thought, kind of reactive counterattack measures to that game. Too many line of sight things. Because there's one thing that you can do in these popular current modern tactics games where you can set up a line of sight where your player maybe doesn't make an attack, but they monitor an area. And if another, if an enemy moves through that area, they then make the attack. And I don't know, man, maybe I'm just not tactical enough. Uh, I need something simple and I need something with adorable chibi anime characters like Final Fantasy Tactics. Maybe that's what it is. Okay, here's what I was talking about at the beginning of the show, at the top of the news. The Switch 2, according to a rumor, will support 4K, and they are targeting a late 2022 to early 2023 launch. And so we all know that, uh, I believe it was October 8th, the Nintendo Switch just launched the Switch OLED model, which is not... A, a graphical processor upgrade, but moreover is a a surface level upgrade. They upgraded the screen, they upgraded the battery, a little bit wider screen. There was no update to the controllers, no uh, update to uh, the way the guts of the thing handled. So ideally, it'd be nice if the Switch 2... Well, one, I, I think th this rumor is nice... Um, because I, I like the Switch very much. I think that Nintendo has found this perfect uh, marriage of, of form and function. And you have this device that you can play. Granted, they're not as, as graphically trying as an Xbox Series X game or a PlayStation 5 game. But these wonderful games, to include Super Mario Odyssey, to include Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, that... You can play on the go and you can play on the big screen and it's a wonderful party device. You can hook up several controllers to it. The wireless function is so super easy. You click the controllers in, you pull them out. You've got in this one controller in the Joy-Cons, you have essentially two controllers for a co-op or competitive couch style game. So I'm very excited for the Switch 2 announcement. So if it's if this rumor is true and late 2022 early 2023 launch, I, man, we might hear about it at the Game Awards this year. Maybe not. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet that we're going to hear about it at the Game Awards, but gosh, an E3 2022 announcement seems a little tight for a console release for late 2022. So if they, if they do announce it at E3, then most likely we're going to be looking at a 2023 launch. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was somewhere uh, around that, you know, that that April, May time, uh, April, April, May timeline. Uh, OK, well, what else do we have here? Uh, Disney and Lucasfilm are running a campaign over the coming weeks that will see various announcements. And this rumor is one of which might be a new Star Wars game. And so they just announced at the PlayStation Direct at the Sony Direct it's Sony Direct. It's not Nintendo Direct. The Sony Showcase. What were they calling that? The Sony PlayStation Showcase. I don't remember what they were calling it. But they just announced the remake of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, which I have never played again. But I hear is 
notoriously well liked and appreciated. So what could this new Star Wars game be? They just had, what is it, Jedi Fallen Order, I think came out a couple of years ago. And that was by the Respawn Studio. So that was awesome because they're, they, of course, make Titanfall, Titanfall 2, and, and Apex Legends. Make us Titanfall 3. Respawn, what are you waiting for? Get get on it, guys. Okay, uh, this is also what I talked about. Now, FIFA, the uh, the organization, the, as the rest of the world would say, the football organization, but we here in America would say the soccer organization, is now demanding over $2.5 billion for licenses from EA. And so this is a this is an earlier news story. This headline came out on October 14th. So obviously this is like six, seven days old at this point. I've got another headline that I, I captured as I was uh, going that is a follow up to this. So essentially EA has been paying FIFA a billion dollars for licenses, which is I mean, it just goes to show show you how uh, how grossly profitable the one pay to win uh, game model is to the DLC, the content skins, the extras, the superstar players, uh, the gambling mechanics, the loot box mechanics. It shows you how well all of these controversial and hated, maybe universally loathed mechanics are for a game developer. If EA can manage to pay FIFA every year a billion a billion dollars for licenses it it goes to show you that like FIFA games aren't my cup of tea but they are hugely profitable just like many mobile games are not my cup of tea but they are hugely profitable so EA kind of responded to this uh, from a news story that we did a week or two ago uh, but I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about it here here in a minute. Uh, Call of Duty Vanguard Zombies is showcased in a new trailer. So we've got Call of Duty Zombies is back. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League receives a new screenshot of the game. Now, this was before the Suicide trailer came out at DC Fandom, and Anthony talked about that a little bit already. But it looks like a swell game. Looks <laughs> looks really fun. Any Anything in the Batman universe, I've been a big fan of of the uh, Batman Arkham Asylum games and the Arkham City and um, the Arkham Knight games. All very, very good games. And those games specifically set the set the play style, set the game mechanic for many games that have, have followed in its wake. And I'm talking about the combat style wherein you are surrounded by a group of bad guys. And you can target many of them by choosing the, the directional option on the joystick. You have a counter option, and then you have a flurry of punches and kicks that can then be upgraded later to different button combinations for uh, special moves and and finishers and, and those, those kinds of things. So, like, Spider-Man is a great example of one that followed in the the incredible footsteps of Rocksteady and the Arkham Asylum. I think it was Rocksteady that did those games. Final Fantasy 16 tops Famitsu's most wanted charts yet again. So I, I did pull the list here of Famitsu's uh, top 10. So PlayStation 5 Gran Turismo 7 uh, is number 10. 
Number nine is Pokemon Legends Arceus. Number eight is Ushiro. Number seven, Metroid Dread. Number six, Splatoon 3. Good Lord. It seems like, yeah, all of them, all of them except for the number one slot and the number 10 slot are Nintendo Switch games. Then we've got number five, uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Number four, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Uh, number three, Bayonetta 3. Number two, Shin Megami Tensei 5. And then, like I said, number one is Final Fantasy 16. So it's no surprise uh, there. The uh, Famitsu uh, periodical is a Japanese article or a, a Japanese rag. So... It's no wonder that uh, all of these would be Nintendo Switch heavy. Of course, Nintendo being a very popular Japanese company. Okay, so this is the other part of that FIFA news that I was talking about earlier. I snagged this. Uh, this headline came out a few days uh, after that other one. That other one was published October 14th. This is October 17th. The headline reads, FIFA no longer wants the license to be exclusively held by one party. And so if you remember from an article or, or from an article from a show that we did a week or two ago, EA was planning on changing the name of their FIFA game to Europe Soccer League or, or so, I can't remember what exactly they changed it. But it seems like they were getting out ahead of this announcement that FIFA is going to be licensing their products similarly to how Disney and Marvel are licensing their products now as well. You know, whichever developer wants to make a deal, wants to get some of these uh, player likenesses in their games, uh, wants to use the official logos and brand of FIFA, well, if they, they pony out enough money, maybe they'll do it. And I don't know if this is a direct response, like the EA response to changing the name of their game. It's a direct response to FIFA asking for more money is a response to EA saying no, uh, which is in in turn FIFA responded by saying, "Hey, anyone else want to make a game with us?" <laughs> uh, so we'll see. We'll see there. Uh, let's see. So I, I pulled some I pulled some quotes from that article here because I just thought it was I just thought it was hilarious that there's kind of this tug of war, this kind of back and forth between uh, <laughs> between EA and FIFA, and it'll be interesting to see like. Will this set a, a precedent? Because I do not know. I think EA makes the Madden games as well. And I'm sure they have a very lucrative licensing agreement as well. So it will be interesting to see if this could set precedent for the NFL and the way they license out their game. I think they license almost exclusively to EA. And I, I mean, I could be I could be very, very well mistaken with that. But OK, let's see. Um what what I pulled this article has released a statement of its own. Oh, 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 oh. All right. So the statement from FIFA said that technology and mobile companies are now actively competing to be associated with FIFA, its platforms and global tournaments. Consequently, FIFA is engaging with various industry players, including developers, investors and analysts to build out a long term view of the gaming, esports and interactive entertainment sector. Uh, the article continues, gaming and esports are the fastest growing media verticals on the planet with new and diverse types of games launching continuously. It is therefore of crucial importance for FIFA and its stakeholders to maximize all future opportunities for football and gaming fans. FIFA also has a duty to support its 
211 member associations to fully capitalize on the inherent opportunities that have been emerging over the recent years. As part of this strategy, FIFA also commits to continuing to organize skill-based esports tournaments under the umbrella of recently launched FIFA E competition structure and consumer brand. I don't know if you guys thought that was interesting. I, I just, I think it's very, very neat for uh, the gaming sphere, the video game industry, which is very, very profitable. And some of the most beloved entertainment franchises have come from video games. The most, uh, the, the most profitable entertainment uh, entertain <laughs> what am I trying to say? The most popular media franchise of all time, the highest selling, the highest grossing is a game called Grand Theft Auto Shoot. San Andreas, maybe? Maybe it was Grand Theft Auto 3. Maybe at this point it's Grand Theft Auto 5. I know it's a Grand Theft Auto game though. So that's pretty amazing that the thing that has sold the most is a video game. Now for for industries like FIFA, the sport sporting industry, and others to recognize the power that video games has, the selling power that video games uh, are, is amazing. And then in that going, hey, wait a second, you guys are making a lot of money. We are not making enough money or as much money as we could be off of these licensing deals that you have given us. So the is is the, the have the video games especially in sport industry and others that require big company license or big uh, corporate corporate or organization licenses have they been skating by for a long time without paying maybe their due share for these very profitable games maybe maybe next next news article compulsion games next game will be a single player narrative driven third person title and so Compulsion Games, they did We Happy Few. I only played it in alpha, or was it? Yeah, it was alpha. It was an alpha build of the game because they had it They had it on Game Pass, but it wasn't a free version of the game. No, it wasn't on Game Pass. It was just in the store. It was an alpha build. Anyone could download it for free. And it was a cool co cool concept. I just didn't have, a, have time for... Essentially, if you did not play We Happy Few... It is based on a dystopian future wherein everyone is in abject poverty and they're, you know, eating rats and they're, they're, they have no wealth to, everyone's living on the street or in homes that are torn down or broken. And so as a result, the government has issued a declaration that everyone is taking these pills called joy and joy make you hallucinate to see a very happy version of the world where everything is right. Uh, you're eating a rat, but to you in the game, it looks like a birthday cake or, uh, you know, everyone's, <laughs> everyone's disheveled and impoverished and, uh, they're nothing but skin and bones, but they look like regular happy go looking lucky people <laughs> based on your perception. And it was a first person uh, title. And it's kind of a roguelike game where the levels are randomly assembled. At least I think I'm getting that right. But uh, a neat looking game and it would be cool to see some narrative driven third person games on the Xbox because as we know, The Last of Us, God of War, Demon Souls, Dark Souls, well, not Dark Souls, but these are 
uh, first party, third person, narrative driven games. And so it would be nice to see us Xbox players, us just quaint little Xbox players. And I was I, I was trying to make the point to Anthony in an upcoming episode how I feel like the Xbox is really, when it comes to first party games, is turning into the console of a first person style game. Whereas the PlayStation 5, when it comes to first party games, is turning into a third person uh, style console. So we're really lining up our own camps here, but it would be wonderful to see a diverse assortment on both PlayStation and the Xbox side. I went on way too long about this news story. I told you I had a lot today. So hopefully you're sticking with me. If you're not, I'll give you a moment, uh, just one moment to run to the kitchen, grab yourself something to drink, a little snack. And um, if you have to go to the bathroom, just take me with you. I'll, I'll, you can listen to me while you're doing whatever you're doing. I won't know. If you are a mid-coitus, it, well, I don't know why you'd start this podcast when you're mid-coitus, but if you are currently involved in a sexual interaction with your partner of any kind, um, or you're planning on starting one, let me just let me be the first to say congratulations, you two. Keep going. Or you three. I don't know how many people are there. I'm a recording. I'm a recording on the internet. I don't exist in current time anymore, or at least this version of myself. So go get a snack. Uh, start your fucking um Take a shit. Whatever you need to do. I'll, I'll wait just a moment. Here we go. Give, give you three beats. All right. And we're back into the show. We've got some more more headlines to go. I don't know why I went off like that. That was weird. That was just where my, where my brain went on that particular moment. So the day before launches for PC on June 21st of next year, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S versions are also confirmed. So this is another open world zombie MMO. We've got a rumor that a new Killer Instinct game is, quote, in active development uh, at Xbox, though there's no word on who might be working on it. Killer Instinct, though, I did not play the most recent iteration of Killer Instinct. I was a big fan of it back when it was on, shoot, what were we playing it on, Anthony? We were playing it on Super Nintendo, maybe? I think it might have been Super Nintendo. I don't think it was PlayStation at the time. But this is uh, this is a game I remember playing with my co-host, Anthony, in the basement of my parents' house on a couch that had a bunch of little cabins on the on the design, on the print, for the, the couch cushion coverings. And we were playing Killer Instinct, and in between rounds, Anthony, this asshole, would grab my feet and he'd pop my toes, much to my protestation. I'd say, no, don't grab my toes and pop my feet. And he would grab my toes and pop my feet. I got that backwards. He'd grab my feet and pop my toes. It was also in that basement, probably while playing Killer Instinct, that Anthony encouraged me to swear. Had he stuck around for uh, too much longer, I'm sure he would have had me addicted to some illicit substance and marketing my body on the streets. He was a terrible Terrible example for me, but we had some wonderful times. Thank you for everything you, you gave me, Anthony. Um, my my toes hurt when the, the weather gets cold. Yeah, I, <laughs> Killer Instinct. I um, I mean, that's fine news. That's I'm very indifferent to it. Elden Ring is delayed to February 25th, 2022. I believe that was a January release. 
So not a huge delay, it seems, but we've got a month. Uh, in an official tweet, the development team noted that, quote, the depth and strategic freedom of the game exceeded initial expectations. Now, I think this is, uh, and this is becoming more and more of a trend in gaming to see these games delayed. And it's a trend that personally, I don't mind. There are enough games. Now, you cannot have any platform out there, PC, PlayStation, Nintendo, Switch, or Xbox, and say that you do not have enough games to play. There are all kinds of great games. Play a game that's in your back catalog. There's a bunch of great games that are coming out as well, or just just came out. Halo Infinite campaign showcase is, quote, coming soon, says an insider. Uh, so they did showcase, <laughs> they did talk about that, that, that campaign last year when they were still planning on rolling out Halo Infinite as a, as a launch title for the Xbox Series X, but there was such incredible backlash on the internet about the clipping in of assets, about the non-finished look of some of the, <laughs> of some of the enemies that, what was that name? He was, he's a sad man. His name's Albert or something that they named that, that, that warrior, that covenant warrior. I don't remember. I don't remember what they called him, but he, he became a meme. He was very famous. And so it is going to be shown prior to the game's launch. And I can almost assure you that it is going to look very good. Now, Anthony talked about it. Uh, we did get a chance to play Halo Infinite, the uh, one of the multiplayer betas, and looking around, looking at the assets, looking at the, the leaves and the trees and the stones and the rocks and the buildings, it all looked very good. It all looked very nice. Um, there were some interactive, uh, you know, boxes that you could break, which I always love doing in games, by the way, but uh, it looked very, very good. There was only one or two times that it was in a big team battle map where you've got those launchers that come off the sides of the bases that I got into one of those launchers and launched myself and the game took a couple beats to catch up to me launching myself out of that launcher. And it did not give me the, the bright blue flash or it did, but it was a couple seconds later or it, it clipped me just into the air after I'd done it. I just remember noticing that. So regardless with a whole extra year under their belt, to add polish to this thing and with as nice as the multiplayer maps looked when I played, I can't, I can't help but think that this is going to be pretty amazing, pretty mind boggling. I mean, Microsoft isn't going to let them put out another trailer that isn't excellent because I mean, they just won't, they will examine every frame. They'll get, Hey, come on in here. Check this out for a second. Will you to everyone in everyone in the studio. Uh, okay. This is another article that follows up from that other one about Ricochet, that Call of Duty anti-cheat. And it says it's already in the hands of cheaters. And so uh, cheaters apparently have already been able to download this, which you won't be able to play Warzone specifically unless you download this to your PC. And they've already been able to crack it. They've already been able to figure it out and work around this system. And uh, the, the, the Call of Duty folks, they did respond to this, this news that hackers had already destroyed or uh, broken their anti-cheat software by saying, hey, look, 
the the one that they have is like an alpha build of the product. So it's not like the fully formed thing. They say anyone could break it really. Uh, but when the, the full thing is, is released, they're going to have a much more difficult time. So I don't know. We'll see. We've got hackers versus developers here and we'll see who, who wins the day here at the, here at the end. Apex legends, latest trailer shows off upcoming character Ash. That was a really cool video and ashes to Ash. Uh, now Ash was a character from Titanfall two, uh, who supposedly was killed. And if you're, if you're not caught up on the Apex legends lore, Titanfall two took place I believe it was it was 60 or 200 years prior to the Apex Legends Apex games. And so apparently Ash has been keeping busy. She was a scientist that was uploaded into this Omnicron, not Omnicron. <laughs> Omnicron was the villain from the Transformers movie in the 191980s, which is a great movie and I think still stands the test of time at least as far as animation goes. Maybe not with uh pacing content and story but animation oh yeah <laughs> that's a good one um what are they called they're called something in this universe when your brain when your mind is uploaded to a robot there's a very specific name for that and that is i don't remember but it doesn't matter she was a scientist she was uploaded into this robot now this robot is trying to take control and over the years that she's been, you know, found in dumpsters and, and disassembled and reassembled, uh, the doctor, the, the scientist who is actually Ash, wakes up inside of her and wants to get control back. Well, Ash is like, hey, you're the reason that I've been, you know, getting screwed is because you are, you know, you're like a human piece. You're imperfect inside of me. I've got to figure out how to get rid of you. And the scientist is like, I've got to figure out how to take control and get back. Uh, cool trailer. Check it out, especially if you're an Apex Legends fan. Now, I have been notoriously derelict and absent when it comes to Apex Legends. I haven't even played in a long time. So I, I wasn't super competitive before. But if I wasn't competitive before, I'm definitely not competitive now. Although I hear there are a bunch of brand new players to Apex Legends. I don't know if that's, uh, wait, is Call of Duty Activision? No, it's EA. Which one's Activision? Call of Duty might be Activision. Maybe there's a, maybe a bunch of people are moving over from Warzone because of the scandals going on at Activision. I didn't even put that together. I didn't even, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. All of that is... Uh, conjecture and theorizing that I'm doing way out of place because I didn't put those thoughts together before I started this started this show. Okay, Xbox apologizes after recent Fable fiasco on Twitter. So what happened there? It was someone tweeted, no, Xbox tweeted that we could be looking forward to something coming from Fable in the coming months, but there there wasn't. And the studio behind it was like, hey, wait a second. And so Microsoft came back out and said, hey, we aren't going to be showing off anything from Fable. Now, this is uh, Playground Games, I believe. Uh, the ones that do the Forza Horizon games are the ones that are going to be working on Fable. So I don't know what kind of expertise it takes to transition from a driving game to a adventure fantasy, I guess, kind of role-playing game like Fable. 
but maybe there's some roadblocks there. I hope not. I'm so excited for Fable. I'm way more excited for Fable than I am for any of the Forzas. So if you could stop working on Forza Horizon 6, Forza Horizon 5 came out. Apparently it's very, very good, but I'm not a racing guy, so Anthony might like that a little bit more. Steam has banned all games with cryptocurrency and NFTs. Uh, so Steam has banned all blockchain-based games that use cryptocurrencies and NFTCs, NFTCs, <laughs> NFTs from its uh, platform. And I, I think the move makes sense insofar as when you think of when you think of the way that Steam and Xbox and PlayStation and Apple handle the transaction transactionary relationship within their games between the game and the players because they will not allow and that's what the that's what the whole Apple versus Epic lawsuit was about you know Epic wanted Apple to allow them to uh, make purchases directly to their store, cutting out Apple and Apple's 30%. And so it makes sense in that regard that Steam would want to cut out a third-party um, transaction by the way of the blockchain and 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 these kind of uh, digital forms of, of funding. Not to mention that as, as fluctuating as a, the regular, you know, U.S. dollar is or the franc or the euro or wherever you're at, as as fluctuating as those may be, they are still nowhere near the wild roller coaster of mountains and valleys that is the cryptocurrency space. Like these things are not stabilized, as we, we've seen recently with Bitcoin. It's uh, at the time of this recording, it's back up to like $67,000. A few weeks ago, it was what, thirty dollars or $40,000? I mean, uh, it's wild. So I understand the move by Steam. And eventually, that's where it's going to go, though. Eventually, you are going to be able to make in-game purchases. You are going uh, to be able to buy games with cryptocurrency. Actually, I think, I think Steam you could buy with Bitcoin already. Maybe I'm incorrect on that. Xbox is definitely not done with studio acquisitions, says Phil Spencer. So, um, quote, he says, let's see, let's see if I can find the quote here. Uh, it was a live event uh, via Wall Street Journal. And Phil Spencer said, quote, we're always out there looking for people who we think would be a good match and teams that would be a good match with our strategy. So we're definitely not done. He said, I don't know who else they could buy, to be honest. I mean, I guess there's a lot of developers, a lot of new startup developers. So I take that back. There's a lot of people he could buy. Go go for it, Phil. Uh, there's no quota, Spencer said. There's no kind of timeline where I have to go acquire studios by a certain time. But if we find a studio where we have a good fit, we share what we're trying to do and what they're trying to do or, or trying to go do. And if we feel we can both get better together, absolutely. It's one of the privileges we have of being at Microsoft and having the capability to take a long-term approach and adding amazing creators to the portfolios is an important part of that. So what he means there is we have a lot of cash. 
<laughs> Daddy Microsoft has given us the credit card and the keys to the keys to the car. We're going to go out and drive, baby. That's what that means. Sea of Thieves crosses 25 million players. And I've got to get back into Sea of Thieves. It's a great game. It's so much fun. Uh, and I've heard that they've made a lot of developments. I mean, the last time I played it was three years ago, maybe two years ago. And they've added the absolute shit ton uh, to this game. Phil Spencer, uh, most likely in that same interview, says that Xbox won't be in the VR business anytime soon, which doesn't bother me too much. I have an Oculus Quest, uh, so that's a lot of fun. However, I don't think it's an essential part of gaming. It's not what I think I want to do when I say I want to go just chill out and play a game. I want to sit back on my couch or in my bed and lay back, put the controller on my lap, eat Cheetos, get Cheeto dust all over everything, and you know enjoy myself until I pass out uh, from gaming for, for too many hours. Which honestly... I say that, you know, to fit in with the stereotype and maybe hope that you guys will like me, <laughs> but I haven't done that in several years as well. I know when to quit. I quit when I get a little tired. And then I take an energy drink and I play some more, baby. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, let's uh, bring back the Kinect, though. I'm, I'm probably one of the very few people that like that Kinect. A lot of people didn't in Activision Blizzard news. Activision Blizzard has fired over 20 people following misconduct allegations. Additionally, over 20 other individuals have also faced other types of disciplinary action. The company reports. So it sounds like we are seeing um, some consequences for behavior, which is nice, which is good to see because far too often in this world, uh, we let people get away with a lot of things and they face no consequences. There's, there is no accountability to be had. But it sounds like the new players over at Activision and Blizzard are cleaning house. I like to see it. God of War is coming to PC on January 14th, 2022. So when was the original release? 2018? 2017? Must have been 18. 2018 was when God of War came out. And so that's going to be four years that's a four-year difference from the console release to the PC release. So I know PC players are always a hoorah, hoorah. We've got the best graphics cards. We've got the best uh, processors, the best sound, the best visual quality. Yeah, but I played that game four years ago. <laughs> I didn't mean to get into your ear and then shout. That was rude. That was very, very rude. Okay, uh, just like I talked about at the beginning of the show, Cyberpunk 2077 and The Witcher 3's PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S versions have been delayed to 2022. Um, so it's not to say that we didn't see this coming. Uh, I'm glad that they're doing it. I'm glad that they're not putting that crunch, not putting that rush order on these updates just like they did the original game. Work out the bugs. You know, Cyberpunk 2077, I have been in your corner, you know, since since uh, you first started releasing gameplay of this game. I never was a huge Witcher 3 fan, but this game kind of fell into that Fallout, that Fallout genre of games. It's not post-apocalyptic. It's, you know, uh, tech. It's a it's cyberpunk. And I thought, man, this is going to be cool. It's first-person shooter. It's got a huge inventory management system, which I love. It's got uh, dynamic gunplay, cool, interesting powers, and an awesome setting. 
So I was in your corner for a long time. Do not rush this. Do not make me defend you because I will not. I have done it far too many times already. So that's the uh, Cyberpunk 2077 update is going to be quarter one of 2022. And then The Witcher 3 is going to arrive in quarter two of 2022. Witcher 3, I didn't even know was coming with a next gen update. So that's cool. Maybe I'll give it a chance then. The thing that was a, a problem with The Witcher for me, like the gameplay seemed fine. Granted, there were a lot of systems to learn and I never really spent the time to learn those systems. But the thing about it was the text, the dialogue boxes, the inventory systems, all of the text was so damn small. And at least I couldn't find an option in the menu to make it bigger. And so maybe I'm getting old man eyes or whatever, but it was not working for me. Square Enix announces a London mobile studio. So Square Enix has had a bunch of mobile games over the years, like each one of their major installments of, of games has also had that I've at the very least seen advertised on social media platforms like Facebook. So I'm not surprised that this is happening. In fact, I would have um, I'm surprised that I didn't didn't think that they had a mobile mobile games department. And I'm sure they do. Maybe this is just a new one. But uh, apparently they are currently developing Tomb Raider Reloaded alongside an Avatar The Last Airbender game. Everwild development is reset. Uh, development is reset. So <clears throat> I said that wrong two times. I just doubled down on it. You said it wrong again. So the Everwild development, there was a rumor before that it had been reset and started over from scratch or it was not going very, very well. And the there's a who was this guy Matt Booty I love saying his name Matt Booty from Xbox Game Studios says that that rumor that report is maybe a little extreme than what's actually going on with the project so let's see this is what he said uh he must have done an interview because I saw a couple articles with his name in it specifically he said when you look at it from the outside when you hear a word like reset and maybe restructure I'll just say that those are probably a little more definite, a little more extreme than what really happens as a game comes to life. <laughs> NBA Jam creator Mark Turmel used to say that a game gets made a thousand small decisions at a time, that every day you're making hundreds of small decisions. And at the end of however long you work on that game, they all add up. And I think, I think that's where the Everwild team is right now. Woody went on to add that the development team is currently in the process of nailing down what it wants to achieve with the game and that they want to, quote, get it right before they show more of it off. Quote, the team is trying to make sure that they've got something special. He said, we've shown a glimpse of the world. You've seen the art that the team has got, but we want to get it right. It's just natural that a team's going to kind of go through some of that process. Uh, previous reports have suggested that Everwild is currently targeting targeting gulp, targeting a launch sometime in 2023 or 2024. <sighs> I told you there was a lot of news. If you have stayed this whole 47 minutes or whatever the clock is at right now 
I tip my hat to you. I commend you, sir, madam. You have you have shown a level of commitment to this audio podcast, to this voice, to this content, than many others have failed. Uh, and uh, I, I really do want to say thank you. Thank you for that. So let's get into, as my appreciation to you, some games uh, that are coming out. So some upcoming game releases. Now, we have one today. If you are listening to this podcast on the day of release, October 21st, then you will know that Tandem, A Tale of Shadows, came out today. It's a puzzle platform game available on the previous generation PlayStation and Xbox, as well as PC and Nintendo Switch. Kate, Collateral Damage is coming out tomorrow on October 22nd, an action roguelike game. A lot of these roguelike games, I love roguelike games because they're not a huge commitment of time. Uh, you can play a roguelike game and play through a run in 20, 30 minutes, put it down, and put it aside. Uh, in most of them, there is a recurring or a cyclic story that you know gets maybe a little bit more in-depth every time you make a run through the dungeon. But it's not necessary that you hear all of that story right right now. Like, I am in the middle of Hades. Great game. Wonderful game. And it has a wonderful story as well. I, I hope I don't forget most of the story by the time I get back to it. But it's cool. You can play a run, and it's got a very obvious start and end point. You start up the game, and it ends when you die once. You go back to the hub, and you say, all right, better luck next time, me. Anyway, that's uh, Kate Collateral Damage. Uh a big anticipated game, a huge, uh, uh, hugely anticipated game, not one necessarily that I've been looking at. I, I called it before I, I called it quick time, the game, because there's a lot of quick time elements to this game. It's the Dark Pictures Anthology House of Ashes. That's coming out on October 22nd as well. An action adventure game uh, slated for the PlayStation 4 and 5, the Xbox One and X and uh, the PC. Then we got a bunch of games coming up uh, in the weeks weeks to come. Guardians of the Galaxy, like I said, is coming out on October 26th. Uh, it's coming out on everything. Nintendo Switch as well. Are you joking me right now? Iron Harvest Complete Edition is coming out on October 26th on next generation PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series consoles. It's a strategy game. Uh, Anthony, here's one you might like, NASCAR 21. Although, you know, Anthony, you don't feel the need to answer in an episode, but if you are listening to this, uh, are, are you a fan of the NASCAR games? I mean, driving in circles? Or do you like games that actually have, you know, exotic locations and courses? But that NASCAR 21 uh, game is coming out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on October 26th. Then we've got Super Robot Wars. 30 super robot wars 30 i'm 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 having a unexpected and unexplained bout of nostalgia right now i don't know what super robot wars is about but it's given me some vibes like i've played it before in a dark dark past that i don't want to have my subconscious mind bring that trauma back to me let's move on before i get Get two out of it. On October 28th, Age of Empires 4 comes out for the PC. It's a strategy game. If you're unfamiliar with Age of Empires, where have you been living? Fatal Frame, Maiden of Blackwater. Oh, is this that camera one? Yeah, this is the one where you're like in the school. It's like a Japanese school. You're taking pictures. It comes out on October 28th. It's a survival horror game. 
and it comes out on PlayStation 4, 5, Xbox One, and Series, PC, and Nintendo Switch. Riders Republic, bike, snowboard, hang glide, whatever you want to do, comes out October 28th. It is, <laughs> it's listed here as a, oh, an MMO. Yeah, so that makes sense. It's not a, not an MMO as a MMORPG like World of Warcraft, but it's an MMO uh, like a massively multiplayer online game. It's a sports game coming out on PlayStation 4 and 5, Xbox One and Series, PC, and GS. What the f- Oh, Google Stadia. <laughs> um, then we've got uh, Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. I think I just talked about this. Was this a Tokyo Game Show game? This is the one, I think, where you play as cards. This one looks really interesting. Uh, it, it comes out on PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. I think I'm going to have to get this one on Nintendo Switch. Out of all the games that I've said today, I know I mentioned before I'm interested in Mario. Not Mario. Mario's the next game. Spoiler alert. What am I doing? <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't see you standing there. I'm going to go slip into something more comfortable. Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy. I know I said I was excited about that, but I don't think I'm going to get that. I'll wait for it to come to Game Pass. Will it come to Game Pass? I hope it does. That's my hope for many of these games. And a lot of the ones that are new that I'm like, ooh, I want to play that, I'll forget about. And then if I see it on Game Pass, I'll get it on Game Pass. But if I don't, I'll just leave it forgotten about. That's that's the beauty of not caring if you need to play all these games. Uh, I'm happy that they exist, though. I'm happy that they're out there. On October 29th, Mario Party Superstars comes out. Oh, what was I saying about the voice of cards? That's the one I'm going to get. Not Marvel uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, but Mario Party. Not Mario. Good Lord. <laughs> it's like I'm 50 minutes into a podcast or something. My voice is going. You know, normal podcasters have a guest that they bring on or they have a co-host that they banter back and forth with it gives you a chance to swallow your spittle to clear your throat to maybe give the wind in your windpipe a chance to stop rushing through and drying out your throat i have no such opportunity here granted i could be a professional i could take big long pauses i could uh take some some drinks of water and then edit it on the back end I'm not going to do that, though. You know, I'll tell you why. Because this podcast is already 55 minutes. If I have to spend time going through and taking out every little kerfuffle that I have, I'm going to be I'm going to be editing it for another 55 minutes. I just want to be confident that I haven't made a mistake, which I'm never confident of. So voice of cards, the Isle of Dragon roars. I'm going to get that one. I'm sorry, Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm not going to get you, at least not right away. Mario Party Superstars, which comes out October 29th on Nintendo Switch, uh, I also am not going to get, at least not right away. My brother may get that one, and then I will play it with him. But for now, that's not for me. It's the it's the House of Dragon cards, Dragon Roars card strategy RPG game. That's the one I'm going to get. I think it's a Square Enix game. Very excited about it. But I have drug on long enough. Those are the upcoming game releases. That has been the news. Make sure you stay tuned. 
for the other shows that we have on this podcast. We have five that we do regularly and semi-regularly. I feel bad for on, on today's episode because that one I feel like gets left in the dust a lot. And that's, you know, it's my fault. I think I made the show and I was like, I can definitely keep up with this every week. So that one comes out semi-regularly, but more regularly is the Friday show, which is tomorrow. And that's where I'm going to come back and talk to you some more. Unless I, uh, I give you a little special treat. One of the episodes that Anthony and I recorded when I went up to, to visit him. Then we've got the weekend wire where Anthony himself on Sunday will deliver you movie and television news. He's really good at it. I think he really likes the stuff and a lot of the stuff in movie and television news really fits into his his particular wheelhouse because he's a huge comic book collector and a lot of the big movies that are coming out in the next months and next years are comic book movies so it really is a match made in heaven you should really check it out and then monday madness uh follows that up of course on monday it's monday madness um where he he does kind of a show like i do on friday where he just talks whatever bullshit that he wants to talk. If he's interested in a thing, he'll talk about a thing. If he's got a certain grumble, he'll talk about his certain grumble. And uh, otherwise, he'll he'll keep it right here in this internet nerd video game movie culture space that we have kind of cultivated for ourselves, that we've carved out for ourselves on the internet. So those are our shows. Leave us a review. Like I said, it helps with the gigantic computer algorithms, the AI robots that run all of our lives. You can also get in contact with the show at CultureJacked on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can send us an email at culture.collective.x2 at gmail.com. Oh man, that was a, a nice a nice little uh, momentary rest for my voice. Now here we are back for the true out- outro. <clears throat> Thank you for joining us here at the Culture Jack News Desk. That's the news, and we'll see you next week.